Florida. I cannot say sunny Florida today. It's pretty overcast. It's uh, August 5th, 2021. This is Bob Michelson with some thoughts and some meat, some economics meat for everyone. Regarding the current situation, it's also politics. The current situation with spending and related topics. How to get our economy as a country back on track and not create further further pain, further shutdowns. Uh, just as a doctor takes an oath to do no, do no harm, or that's the traditional Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. Our Congress should have that included when they swear, when they are sworn in with their hand on the Bible and a Constitution in their pocket, or their hand on the Constitution to, um, to follow the Constitution. They should also swear to do no harm, because now is a very fragile time, I think, in the United States, because chances are We've spending so much, uh, so much in the hopper, so much has been approved already, trillions, that inflation will come, and it's already it's already happening. But severe inflation will most likely come. And our president, and I will say our president, as opposed to the other side, how they've acted recently. Our president has been saying, well, inflation is just temporary, don't worry. It's just a temporary thing. All the economists agree. And as most of us know, whenever somebody says, all somebody agrees, all the economists agree, all scientists agree, chances are they're, they're uh, pulling the wool over our eyes, they're BSing us. All economists rarely agree on anything, just like all scientists rarely agree on anything. All doctors rarely agree. Well, that's why we get a second opinion. But anyway, I have a theory that uh, I came up with. I'm sure others have thought of it before, but I haven't researched uh, online to see if there's a if I match with somebody else, but. My theory, I think of as the variable theory of economics. Now, I studied economics, and uh, I said in my intro, I studied economics at Berkeley, uh, some very good professors. A little bit of it came through, a little bit of it rubbed off. I took developmental economics, and we, we were required to take microeconomics, studying business, a micro level, and in other words, businesses, small business, large business, and changes in demand and supply. And also we studied macroeconomics, looking at uh, the big picture, government budgets, government spending, C plus I plus G is the, uh, the GDP. And I believe you take out the ta taxes, subtract taxes. Uh, consumption plus investment plus government spending equals GDP, I still remember some of it but the point the main point here is uh, there are so many variables and there's so many transactions individuals make which is why a planned economy is not a good idea
So many transactions which send signals, pricing signals, demand signals, and not looking at, at such a micro level as transactions, but looking at a level of government spending, government initiatives, mainly by our federal government, but also state and local government. But the variables, how many variables are changed at the same time? The economy is incredibly complex. When the federal government starts changing too many variables at the same time, which the huge federal government has most likely been doing for the last 50 years at least, changing too many at the same time. But if you change one variable, it's easy to track. So we put it, we put this change in effect on June 1st. It took, we estimate six months to take effect and we can track exactly what happened. Like a, a stimulus would be a classic case, but I don't even want to talk about stimulus. I want to talk about uh, cutting back regulation for regulations for certain types of service businesses. For example, let's say we cut back, we say uh, barbers don't have to get a, a license, a six month license anymore. They can get a license after uh, 10 hours of training instead of six months. And we could say, well, how many, how many more barbers come into, go into business? Do we have it? It's uh, not the most exciting example, but it's an example. Uh, there's probably 10 more examples you could all think of. Let's say we change one variable, it's easy to track the number of barbershops in a large city. Or what else? The number of uh, marijuana shops uh, in states that have legalized medical marijuana or legalized it all the way. Uh, recreational marijuana. So there are ways to track um, the effect on Mar tracking marijuana sales. There's the illegal market and legal market. Uh, tracking how much comes in from the southern border, how much is grown in the U.S. Uh, so, if my main point here is, if only one or two or a few variables, relatively few, are changed at the same time or in the, in the same year, it's much easier to track than than changing. 50 different things, 50 different major things in one year, which is what we seem to be on a path of doing in the US. There's so many good ideas put forward by certain senators, certain representatives and that, I, that I could name, but I'll hold off on, on that, that uh, seem like great ideas to one side, but not to the other. The majority in the Senate and the majority in the House, controlled by one party. Uh, the Democrats, uh, Republicans have been spending w way too much as well, ever since uh, 2001, definitely. Uh, Bill Clinton gets credit for balancing the budget, and he finally, he finally acquiesced and agreed with Congress to balance the budget, is how it really went, and then it was balanced, I believe, for one year, maybe two years. And then, then the, our fake historians, the pundits, 
so we balanced the budget like it was a permanent thing. And we projected that we we're going to have a surplus for the next 10 years. It's very easy to project. Uh, project optimism. It wasn't, didn't happen, wasn't realistic. So my point about variables, I think, uh, will stand up to scrutiny if anybody wants to uh, click, click on the feedback link that you see if you're watch, uh, listening to this on Anchor FM or on Spotify I believe there's a link too or you're welcome to email me at bobmichelson at icloud.com tell me what you think about the variables and the idea that having too many variables changing at the same time change in itself is not necessarily good change uh, I think of it as a user interface in your favorite application when it's changed then you don't know where the like I think of YouTube all the time because I used to upload a lot of videos to YouTube the user interface you, you do your description you have to say no it's not for children or it is for children answer a few of their questions you put the description the title um, your thumbnail so the admin screen we become familiar with it and then when it's changed it's kind of a pain a pain for the users and oftentimes it doesn't seem better it seems worse because first of all it's hard to find okay which this used to be on this screen but now it's not there are a lot of other examples uh, that we could give I mean YouTube is relatively simple but there are other user interfaces uh, LinkedIn when you're when you're first setting up your profile in LinkedIn or Facebook or anything, and you get used to where things are. So just saying change is so wonderful. Change we can believe in. Actually, I was surprised to learn recently that, that this term change is not a recent term being used in politics. It was used way back around 1960 or in the 60s, change. And it had a special meaning then too. In other words, throw off the old system so that's all I have for today uh, let's see I just want to repeat I think now is a crucial time to be careful because we're gonna have very high inflation the uh, uh, yesterday's big news was extending the uh, non-payment of rents uh, not forgiveness it's supposed to be a deferral but I doubt very much that all of these renters are going to pay pay they're going to pay back rent. I've heard a couple of people say I don't think it's going to happen. Then they're going to it'll all be forgiven. And then landlords landlords are not all rich bad people. I used to be a landlord of a of a duplex. We have to pay, we have to pay a mortgage. We have a, we have to pay property tax. So now it, this whole country we're going through this this disaster together but one group is really getting screwed over and those are the property owners who had to pay mortgage and they stopped to pay property tax which seems very unfair uh, for for most people uh, many uh, property owners will not be able to afford it probably have to borrow money to pay their property tax so they they forgive one group and Congress uh, initiated it first. The CDC made the decision yesterday, I understand. 
So Congress isn't even in the loop anymore. They don't. They want to give up their power to the bureaucracy. It seems. That's well. Maybe the bureaucracy will do a better job in some cases, but Congress themselves cannot really decide. This is how it should go. Nobody elected the CDC. Actually, the head of the CDC, Rochelle, impending doom. She's the one who said, "Oh, we're going to extend for two months because." the president and the Congress allowed her to make the decision. And I believe the Supreme Court, I believe a report I saw that the Supreme Court already said the CDC doesn't have the right to make this decision, but, they, but they're doing it anyway. It's amazing. So, you know, in, some, in, in your private life, you could say, well, I'll just take a chance. I'll just do whatever. And then maybe, uh, maybe uh, my parents will tell me no. My wife will tell me no. The, the, the police, the policeman will tell me no, and then I'll, I'll amend my behavior. But that's not how it's supposed to work in D.C. So that's all I have for now. I look forward to any feedback you might have. Thanks for listening.